Greetings, Adamant listeners. As we enter 2024, you may have noticed some changes in the presentation of Lightspeed and Nightmare podcasts. This is Stefan Rudnicki speaking. I'm with Skyboat Media, and I've been producing these podcasts for quite a while now through hundreds of fantastic stories, collecting some Hugos and other acclaim along the way, and even meeting some of you at various genre conventions. I don't usually address you directly, but I wanted to share my excitement about the scope and structure of the year to come. My first experience of Lightspeed Magazine under the helm of John Joseph Adams was 15 years ago. You can get the full collection of stories from that year via downpour.com or audible.com or even as a big trade paperback. This year, I felt we ought to celebrate that anniversary as well as the authors and the narrators who have made especially significant contributions in that time. So we've expanded the format. Beginning this month, in addition to the usual six podcasts, we're adding about six more short shots, as I call them, brief stories that take us to more special places, times, and characters. We will also be featuring two or three narrators each month, each performing multiple stories, so you get to know them better, their talents, skills, who they are. This month's special narrators are Justine Eyre and Myron Willis, both featured dozens of times on our previous podcasts. And of course, I'll be around to contribute some, as I usually do. So, relax and enjoy. So, relax and enjoy Myron's performance of in the Trees Hollow, a Doe, by Lowry Poletti, right after this message. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. And now, Myron Willis. In the Trees Hollow, A Doe by Lowry Paletti Phineas Lark finds the man nestled inside the abdominal cavity of a doe. His skin so pale 
that his veins are like spider webs. Slick with visceral fluid, leaves and petals cling to the man's bird-boned wrists. His face, haloed by damp curls and crowned by the doe's diaphragm, is so peaceful he might as well have been asleep. Lark assumes that the doe was not a doe at all. It must be an elaborate costume, and when he shot it, his bullet went straight into the man beneath the pelt. In this moment, he is a murderer. He is sure of it. He closes his eyes and repeats this statement until the words sound like nonsense and his heart stops thundering. Then he grabs the corpse by the shoulders and pulls it onto a bed of twigs. The corpse is clothed in scattered oak leaves. A line of rabbit's fur, cottony and silver, runs from stomach to pubis. There is no blood. In the dough, where the man once was, atrophied guts contract erratically. They can't trick Lark. He shot enough deer to know how their insides still go this way and that, sometimes for minutes after death. With a knife, he pries the bullet out of the doe's skull, right above the eye. Gray matter clings to the metal, cooked into a crust by the heat. He cuts more. Beneath the cutaneous fat, Moss and slime molds wrap around the bones where muscles ought to be. In the chest cavity, two hairless fawns lie curled beneath a crushed heart. Lark amends his initial assumption. This doe is not a doe at all. The man is likewise not a man. He's heard the stories before. Long, sunless winters make for a superstitious town full of superstitious hunters. Tire dogs outside with iron collars, they say, lest the fairies steal them in the night. Leave milk and honey in the fields so they have something sweeter than the flesh of your children to eat. He has never heard of one wearing a doe as a coat. Straddling the man, the fairy, Lark peels open his mouth. He has small, pearly teeth and too many canines. The pink lips and pink gums remind Lark of a lily pressed between the pages of a book. He isn't breathing, nor does he have a pulse, but his tongue, split at the tip, is startlingly warm. What is he supposed to do with this man who is not a man, with this corpse that is not quite dead? A week ago, he cloaked himself with the forest's nettles, intending to return to his house with a season's worth of venison, steak for himself awful for the dogs. He can't feed his pack moss and moldy fawns. He can go home with this at his back, the fairy scent trailing him, their shark's teeth gnashing at the edges of the woods, waiting, waiting, waiting for the hunter who stole their doe. He levels his knife with the man's, no, no, not a man. The corpses, the parasites, the fairy's rib cage. But he can't stop looking at his face. He will be haunted by this face. He opens one of the eyes, a cat's eye, yellow and slitted, whose pupil constricts in the light. Cursing under his breath, he takes off his wolf-hide coat. Already shivering, he wraps it around the fairy. Here he waits. Bristling hackles obscure most of the fairy's face. 
That's gotten me through ten winters, Lark says. And you won't even give me a thank you, huh? But the sun is setting, so he begins the cold, hair-bristling walk back to his campsite. With each footstep, the forest echoes behind him. There is a quickening in his stomach. He has brought something back with him, inside him, as if a tapeworm has turned his gut into a womb. But when he looks over his shoulder, he finds nothing, not even a circle of raptors in the distance. Lark presses on. As his tent rises between the firs, he sees a shadowy man lingering beside it. The shape, tall and lithe, reminds Lark of someone he knew long ago. But as the man walks into the orange sunlight, his silhouette becomes that of a wolf, trailed by two pups. It opens its mouth, and the fairy's tongue unravels. You are the wolf, the fairy says. Rising, he places his paws on Lark's shoulders, his teeth around Lark's neck, and Lark holds him there by the waist. Not me. Never me. Find me a doe. You have just heard In the Tree's Hollow, a Doe by Lowry Poletti. Narrated by Myron Willis. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. This story was taken from the pages of Lightspeed Magazine, which is edited by John Joseph Adams. The podcast is produced by Skyboat Media. The story is copyright 2023, and the podcast is copyright 2024. I am Stefan Rudnicki. Thank you for listening. Lightspeed.